0: It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.
1: Bonjour, Nina. Bonjour, Simon. What's going on?
2: So, my partner and I, we've been together for about two years now, and I just... I've noticed that since we've been together, really, they have a really hard time opening up to me emotionally. And I don't know how to ask for that or how... To be there for them, I, I'm just not sure. They tend to keep a lot for themselves, and I can see whatever they're feeling is eating away at them. And
1: but can... what do you mean, them? Are you are you dating multiple guys at the same time right now?
2: No, it's one person, but they go by they them.
1: I see. All oh, right, right. I understand. Uh, okay. So um, when you feel the emotions, you know, and not being spoken about, how does that make you feel?
2: Um, lonely, I guess, you know, that maybe I'm the only one opening up
1: fully. I mean, so you feel lonely. You feel, you feel like not included. Yes. And they don't want to express how they feel. Did you ask them how you feeling or stuff like that?
2: Yeah, I do ask those questions and it's pretty topical usually. And, and I don't know, I don't know how to get them to open up more.
1: I see. Well, listen, I don't think you should really do more than what you're doing because, you know, we all have this level of resistance to express our feelings uh, and then we cannot be like, uh, not pushed, but like we have to be invited in to share or maybe maybe we just have to accept that uh, we are not each other's shrink or therapist. So there's things that mm. maybe they would like to tell their therapist and things they would like to tell you. Right, because it's a big difference between a certain level of intimacy, of, of of emotions, range of emotions that I personally feel comfortable telling my therapist, not my girlfriend. See what it, see the mm-hmm. difference?
2: I see. Yes. So that does make sense.
1: It's not against you. That's okay. my point. I mean, this is not against you. It's just the way they are. So I say you let it be and mm-hmm. easy breezy or easy peasy, as my producer says. And uh, enjoy uh, them for what they have to offer.
3: Right. Okay.
2: That's fair. I think I do need to embrace that. Instead you know, of that this, to, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it it's like great. this expression, the lightness of being. Right? Mm. Let them be.
2: Beautiful. Thank you. For All right, that. Nina. Um, I love listening to you and I appreciate you.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I appreciate you calling me and, and, and reaching out. Thank you so much. You have a good night. You too. Good
2: night.
1: So, this is interesting. How do you know you're actually playing shrinks instead of just being a good partner? We'll, we'll talk about that next. So, it's interesting. Um, Nina felt that the person that uh, she's dating doesn't open up enough, doesn't open up to her, or doesn't share you know, their feelings and stuff like that. And she felt you know, rejected. But then you got to think about this. You know, what is the red line between being a good partner and then what I call playing shrink? Have you ever have you ever been in that situation or somebody been doing that with you? So you're talking about something, and not only do they want to fix it, but then they have tons of explanation about your emotion, your subconscious, you conscious, your parents, you past, your childhood. And you know, and if you don't want to talk about it, well maybe they think it's against them, like you're hiding something, right? So I've made many mistakes, and let me share an example of this mistake I made a long time ago, so you don't do it too. Next. So, please remember, don't do like me, do better than me. That's the reason I have the rendezvous for the last 15 years. (laughs) So, I I made many mistakes, including playing shrink. So, you know why? Because I would meet a girl in my early 20s, and I was such a goofball, because, God, I was a goofball. Trust me. I'm still, but in a younger form of my gooffulness. And, uh, and so when I didn't really have a ticket, then, you know, I started to play very interested by the situation, her parents, her past, anything to get, you know, her attention. And if, God's willing, she would be giving me the time of day for a minute and start dating, then I would continue to grow that role of playing shrinks, which would always end in a disaster, which she would tell me, uh, I think we'd be better be friends. Because that's the thing. If you play shrink, you go into the friend zone. Do not play shrink. First of all, we're not qualified. And two, uh, this is a very serious profession. So my advice, don't do like me. Don't play shrink. Just be you. And not everything is about you as a partner. A lot of things we have in ourselves have nothing to do with a partner or a partnership. Keep that in mind. Calls are next. Any questions about your relationship? Call me now, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Joanne.
0: Bonjour, Simon. Thank you so much for helping me.
1: Oh, sure. What's going on?
0: Well, I have been seeing a guy for a few months, and it's great when we're together, and we talk often, but then there'll be a few days in between um, talking or seeing each other. And I'm concerned that that might be a red flag, but I don't know if I'm overthinking it.
1: Okay. Um, Tell me, how did that make you feel? Like So, you said... So let's, let's get into your feelings when that happened.
0: Well, when we're talking, I feel like we're connecting and I feel important, and I feel like there, our relationship can grow, but then if a few days go by, I feel like, oh no, is he ghosting me? Um, did I not have the same connection? Um, kind of rejected sometimes?
1: Mhm-hmm mm-hmm. So uh, you know, people say, oh, I say that you know, relationship is like a heartbeat, right? So your heartbeat is if it's constant and strong the relationship is going strong. But if you have arrhythmia of the heart, which means you have up and down and then past and low, or arrhythmia of the relationship, which is you see him, you feel seen, you feel heard, you have a good time, and then he's gone, ghosting again, and then back and forth. like arrhythmia. So you can't breathe very well. People who have arrhythmia uh, have to get an operation, actually, and all that. So Mm -hmm. that's why I always said, consider your relationship like a heartbeat. How would you describe it? So now that we have described kind of the hobby, the relationship, the rhythm is on and off, right? On and off, on and off, on and off. Yes. Right. Why would you want to stay with a man who's not constant?
0: Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, really?
0: Yeah, it's hard because when we are together, it's amazing. And so it's like, I want those good times, but you're right. I shouldn't have to go through that many bad times just to get to a little bit of good times.
1: For sure, it's like because if you're not constant, and I don't mean like texting ten times a day, but I mean like if there's not a regular growing uh, heartbeat, really, which would define the the rhythm of the relationship, it's gonna be unhealthy and it's gonna break down. So I think you deserve better, and I understand the heartbreak, but you know I said this guy has to go. You can do better.
4: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
1: I'm here to protect you and your dignity. You Always ask this question when something's wrong. Why would I want to stay with a guy who treats me like this? Or a girl or whoever. It's, always, it's not so much about them at the end. It's about you not being a victim of yourself and say, oh, the 20% are really good, but the 80%, you know, it's a lot of anxiety and worry.
0: Mm, yeah, that's true.
1: All right, best of luck to you, Joanne. Thank you so much for calling and have a good night. Thank you. Coming up, I'm going to go help Susie because her boyfriend proposed and now we have a problem. So her Instagram is next. So Susie sent me that interesting question through Instagram. She goes, bonjour Simon, my boyfriend proposed to me and now we're engaged. But I hate the ring he bought me. So do I tell him or I just keep it and learn to love it? Please advise. A good question, I'll answer next. So... This is interesting. What should you do if, like, Susie, uh, your boyfriend, you know, proposed, but gives you a ring that you do not like at all? You hate it. Should you just keep the engagement ring, tell him to change it, or learn to love it? Well, I'm not one to push you to be in the unspoken zone. I think you should tell him and go change it for the same price so it doesn't cost him more. But... We can all make mistakes, and us guys, not experts in rings. So if, if you were my fiancé, and I gave you the ring, and you tell me, Simon, I don't really like this. Can we change it to something I love? I would say, absolutely yes, honey. Anything to make you happy. I mean it, because you're, you're the one wearing it. It's a thing, a ring. It can be changed for another thing. What matters is the symbolism and happiness that comes from it. So my advice, Susie? Be straight to the point. Don't say you hate it, say you don't like it, and you want to change it. I think it will go well. Go to next. Bonjour, Laura.
3: Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour, Laura. What's up?
3: I really don't know what to do in my situation right now. I'm about to get married, and my fiancé grew up in a really small town in Iowa where everyone knows everybody. And... He actually dated a lot of people there when he was growing up, and one person in particular was a pretty serious girlfriend. And they're friends now, and she's a very good friend of the family. But everybody wants her coming to the wedding, and they kind of just seem like it's going to happen without even asking me. But I don't want her there on my day, and I really don't know how to go about this.
1: I see. Tell me first, how does that make you feel? The idea of her, of her possibly coming to your wedding.
3: There's just too much history there, and I feel like I'm going to be thinking about that, even though I've I've tried to not do it. I'm I'm going to be thinking about their relationship, you know, at my wedding. I just I don't think it's appropriate for her to be there.
1: Right. I mean, yeah. So you I mean you're going to think about the ulala between them and everything.
3: Yes, right. I, I just don't like it.
1: I don't blame you. Well, listen, why don't you tell him how you feel?
3: I kind of have mentioned it, but he says that, oh, well, you know, she's a friend of the family, and there's nothing there anymore. She's just a friend, and that I'm being overdramatic, but I'm well, dead past and I don't want her there.
1: Okay, but you got to stand your ground. You've got to say, listen, I can also invite ex-boyfriends. That I've had wild ways. Let's see if you would like that, and then you—he's not gonna like it. I guarantee that. And then you gotta show that this is about you and him. It's not about the guest. It's like who you both want, not just one. So I'm on your side. I think you should stand firm and said this is not happening. If she's coming, I'm not marrying you. Plain and simple. Okay, that's
3: actually a pretty good idea. I will, I, I will do
1: that. <laughs> I think because. Common sense is on your side. I mean, I, you know, I'm always on the side of peace. But I think it's a silly thing to say to your fiancé. Hey, I'm going to invite somebody I've had with and be serious about just because she's a friend of the family. Actually, who would want to see when you get married? Just imagine that an ex that you know your partner for life had relationship with and with. What a vision! Right. So I'm yeah. on your side. Tell him it's either her coming. But you're not coming, so you can make a choice.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think the choice is pretty clear there. That's it. Thank you, Simon.
1: Anytime, Laura. Good luck to you and Mazel Tov, as we say. Congratulations on getting married. Thank you. Coming up, let's go help Celeste to leave me a voicemail. Next. So, Celeste, uh, leave me a voicemail is a key question. Take a listen.
4: Bonjour, Simon. This is the um Question for you. So I'm in a really lovely relationship with a really lovely man, and um, I'm super happy with him. We're going on like six months together, but he's always got this restless leg, like he's always bouncing his leg, and I don't know if it's something that he can't help or if it's something he can help and he's not aware of, but I don't want to offend him if it's just like, part of who he is he's just a guy anyway the shaking leg drives me crazy when we're watching a movie and he's doing it I can't focus on the movie and I just want to scream stop shaking your leg so my question is how do I go about bringing this up in a way that doesn't offend and in a way that I can get what I need which is him to hold still thank you so much I'll be listening and I appreciate you taking time to answer my question
1: Celeste, thank you so much. What should you do if your partner can't stop shaking his leg and it drives you bananas? I'll give you my advice next. So, simple but complicated. What do you do if you like Celeste? Your partner is constantly shaking his leg when well, you watch movies or anything and he never stops and it drives you crazy. You want him to stop shaking his legs. You know, some people do that all the time. Well, um, usually it's a sign of nervousness. Um, it's the you know unspoken. So I think it's very cool after a good meal. Remember, most guys are grumpy after you know until you know they have a full stomach. So I would talk about it. I would say, listen, what's going on? I notice you you shake your legs all the time. It's like makes me nervous. And uh, maybe it's vitamin D, maybe it's psychological, maybe it's other things. But I hear you, and he, um, let's hear what he has to say. Open up, not like you have to stop, but like more like. What's going on? Let's talk about it, you know. um, Do you feel nervous? Stuff like that. Open up the conversation and see what he says. You guys will find a solution, I'm sure, once you talk about it nicely. Call the next. If you want to share something romantic that has happened to you, call my show, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Violette.
5: Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour, Violette. So you have a romantic story to share with us tonight. I'm all ears.
5: I do. It's beautiful. See, I'm going to set the scene. I live on a 40-acre farm. There's lots of woods, lots of places to hide here. Well, apparently, my fiancé has been sneaking off during his farm chores, and I didn't know it until Valentine's Day. He had me hop on the tractor. I was thinking I was going to do some manual labor on Valentine's (laughs) Day, you know, farm life, and we ended up, he brought me in the woods. He built a mini house. It's a it's a cabin. It's a cabin in the woods, but not like the wow. first store, hopefully. <laughs> and I got there and he had it lit up. And I'm thinking, how did he do this? There's no electricity. He had a little quiet generator behind the building. So the whole house was lit up and he had flowers. He had my favorite drink. He had my favorite food and he had a barbecue grill down there so we could, you know, grill up some steaks. And so he made some stakes for us. And it was just, we sat and watched the stars for hours with zero light pollution. And it was the most romantic thing that has ever happened to me in my life.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how did that make you feel?
5: I literally felt like the most important woman in the world for that one very moment. Because my man cared so much about me that he was sneaking around and I didn't even know it. But he was sneaking around to build something so wonderful that if we have kids our kids can enjoy it'll it'll be there yeah. forever and it's just i felt like number 1 for a day and it really was nice
1: i love it listen juliette thank you so much for sharing that beautiful story i'm got to give credit to that guy i mean that that's a romantic man a caring man
5: Oh, so he he's the best
1: <laughs> yeah i'm sure thank you so much juliette and have a good night bonsoir simon bonsoir violette hey do you think you should teach your partner what you want in a relationship or you think they should just know. We'll talk about that next. Do you think you should teach your partner what you want in a relationship or should they just know, you know, kind of like the chemistry, the, the, the connection is so good that intuitively you should know? Interesting. I posted that on my um, media at Rendezvous Radio. 93% of you said um, I should teach them what I like and what I want and 7% of you said uh, they should know and I think it's a bit of both actually but I don't know if I would have you know I don't like to teach so much um, now the older you get you, the more you feel like everybody knows everything or about the same level so I would have been more on really kind of you should know more or less the rules uh, thank you for voting and merci beaucoup d'avoir passé la soirée avec moi bonsoir
2: The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.